Welcome to Lifting You Higher Podcast. I'm Brenda and this is my lovely co-host Jessica. And we are so glad that you took time out to listen to our podcast today because we are going to be talking about something that is so, so prevalent and that in our lives and in other people's lives and we just need to be on the wall against it. Go for it. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, everybody's been, okay, well you probably already read the title, but everybody's had this everybody's felt it at one point or another and it's discouragement um maybe even some have felt it more than others and that's okay we've come to kind of get used to of the sting that it brings and the hurt um but discouragement is um you know how i like my definitions but it's meaning lost all confidence and enthusiasm so to be disheartened man I don't know. Have you ever been, you've been discouraged? Right. I don't think, you can still have Jesus in you and feel discouragement. I mean, there's several people in the Bible that did it. Um, Elijah, David, you know, everybody, you know, major big hitters, you know, in the Bible dealt with it because, you know, when God is using you, yourself or the enemy wants to bring you down and, and he does that through discouragement. So, yeah. Yeah. I hate the, I hate the like sting that discouragement brings. Um, but I know, I know this is maybe a little churchy and, and you're like, oh, geez, just whatever. But just know that you're not alone in this. Like mm. we've all been discouraged. It's all happened. Um, like, man, early on in marriage, when my husband and I were trying to have, um, a baby, oh man, that was like thing after thing. I was just so discouraged and it took me a while to figure out, okay, well, how can I combat that? Mm. But um, let's look at some examples in the Bible. You already mentioned David, but mm. if you read the Psalms, hello, he was in despair. <laughs> he was in anguish. I mean, like, <laughs> and then um, and then think about it. We have Moses as well. Yeah. I mean, his own people betrayed him. <laughs> Betrayed. He came down from the mountain. And the people were no longer worshiping the God that had brought them out of Egypt and that were providing manna for them. They were worshiping, worshiping a golden idol. Hello. He went on a sabbatical. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. It's like, okay, I'm done. Here's I mean, your punishment, but I'm done. <laughs> well, it, imagine your pastor going on a sabbatical. Yeah. He's gone for two weeks. He comes down back <laughs> and, and, and in the sanctuary you've built a yes. golden calf and yeah. are like having a party. I mean... It might have just been mind-blowing and so discouraging. It's like, really? Yeah. Really? (laughs) Really? Sometimes I'm like, what were they thinking? Uh, Yeah. Like, think think of all the signs and wonders. The the fire by night, the cloud by day. Hello. Then you have, like, God actually talking to you through uh, down the mountain. You know, like, what? Mm, Um, But I also wanted to mention, and the main person we're going to be talking about today is Nehemiah. And I think a lot of times we think of him as like the encourager, the like get her done person. But, um, you know, he was just, you know, discouraged in some of the time. Um, you know, he was doing exactly what God had called him to do was, which was to rebuild the wall in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Wasn't easy, by the way. Like they had, um, they had to remove all of the rubble away from the wall. Okay, to rebuild. Then, um, you know, it was taking some time, right? They were all becoming discouraged, like, 
why is this taking so long to rebuild the wall? But if you think about it, and I, have you been to Jerusalem? Yes, I have. It's a big city. Well, and it's not like they had land mover. They had, you know. Yeah, heavy machinery. Heavy machinery. It was like, you know, no. it was a horse maybe. And, you know, that's how. Yeah, manpower they, pulling it that's away. That's how they moved that stuff around. So it just must have seemed like, is this ever going to happen? Mm. And, but here's a good point, is that first they had to clean it off. Yes. Clean all the crap out mm-hmm. before they could build the good stuff. Right. And and I know that's where we can easily get discouraged when God is doing something in our own lives. It's like, you know, you've given me this promise, but when is it going to happen? Yeah. It's like, first I got to clean the deck off. Clean, clean me off a little <laughs> before bit. Before I start building anything, <laughs> yes. you know? And so, and, and so don't get discouraged in that time mm-hmm. because stuff is happening. It is yes. happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about day after day, like having to move those heavy bricks, heavy and like digging and digging to find the original foundation so that you can rebuild the wall. Mm-hmm. It takes a while. It takes a while. But the walls and the gates were slowly being rebuilt. And then all of a sudden we have sand ballot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> OK, I wanted to read um, Nehemiah 4. 7 to 9, just a little bit of, about the whole Samballot issue. Okay, so it says, When Samballot, oh, sorry, when Samballot, Tobiah, and Aramis, the Amorites, yes, I'm butchering those names and I apologize. Anyway, Amorites, um, heard that they, that the repair to the walls of Jerusalem was progressing and that the gaps were being closed, they became furious. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and throw it into into confusion. They didn't just want a war. They wanted to throw them into confusion. This is why we should read our word. Anyway. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, continuing. So um, we prayed to our God and stationed a guard because of them day and night. So they were they were trying to come in to Jerusalem through the walls that hadn't been built they were like hiding out in the rubble to like you know startle them um you know they sent armies there to keep nehemiah and his men from progressing you know this makes me think of two things one is what i call negative nailies yep you know if you've got negative nailies in your life their whole purpose is to discourage you yeah they may not mean to but that's what they're doing. It, that's what they do is mm-hmm. they bring discouragement. And that's what Tobias, Samballot, and what the other guy's name is that I can't pronounce <laughs> right. That's what those three dudes were, were there for was to yes. bring discouragement by saying, you can't do this. Who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. You know, you're never going to achieve this. It's crazy. Give it up. You know, that's one thing. And then the other thing that makes me think of, and this is um, – something that's so true is people don't, there are certain people in your life that don't want to see you succeed yep. because if you succeed, then that might mean that you'll be out of their life because you've mm-hmm. gone on to the next level of where God wants you to be or two, it makes it obvious where they're at. Mm-hmm. So if you're being, you're moving up and out and they're not, then it, it, it shines the light on them that it's like, okay, you're leaving me here. Well, yeah. no, I'm not leaving you here. We're all 
responsible for our own Mm -hmm. relationship and our own, what we're doing with Jesus. And so, but so, and so you got to know that there's negative Nellies out there. And then there's what I call the crawl dads out there. (laughs) I like it. And, um, and I know in some places in in the United States, they eat crawl dads, but in other places they use crawl dads for bait. Mm -hmm. And I come from the region where uses (laughs) crawl dads for bait and let me tell you what crawdads do. If you take a bucket of crawdads and go fishing, and you could leave the lid off of them. Do you know why? Because at even if one crawdad thinks, okay, I'm going for it, you know, I'm going to crawl out of the bucket and get out, the other crawdads will see him go for it and grab hold of him, thinking, okay, he's going to pull me out too. Oh. And instead... They pull the crawdad right back down. So you don't need to put the lid on. The crawdads will keep themselves in the bottom of the bucket. And this is true because I have watched it. My I went wow. fishing one time with my dad. And the styrofoam little bait container, the lid blew off because it was just styrofoam. Yeah. And I went to grab the lid and put it back on. And he said, don't worry about that. He goes, they're not going anywhere. And he goes, watch him. And, and so I did. I sat there and watched him. Wow. And it was as one crawdad would make a go, you know, uh, run for it to get up out of the bucket. Yeah. Another crawdad, just as soon as he almost got out of the way, would grab hold of him and drag him right back down. Mm. Because he wasn't, he didn't have a good enough hold to bring someone up out, out yeah. with him. And so you, you can have negative Nellies and you can have crawdads in your life. And they're going to bring discouragement to you mm-hmm. because that's their job. Yeah. They don't mean to. Well, they might mean to, but for the most part, they don't even know what they're doing, <laughs> but that's what they're doing. So just be aware. Yeah. Well, and um, think about it too. Like Nehemiah, he, he planned, like he had the whole plan out before he even asked for permission to go rebuild. You know, so he had a plan in mind. He had a budget in mind. He had a time frame in mind. And that and that's what he told the king so he could leave to come. Mm-hmm. And then now Tobias and Sam Ballot and his gang are coming and stopping work. Mm-hmm. So he's de- disappointed in that. They're also disappointed that he, like, you know, that these people are coming after him. So I think we have to come to the point of... Are we going to wave our white flag and just give up and die? Or are we going to be like, God has called me to this and fight and push our way forward. And if you look at it, Nehemiah didn't decide to roll over and let Mm. Sam Ballot and the gang attack every time. He was ready to fight because he knew that he had a purpose inside of him that God had called him specifically to do. And that was to rebuild the walls and the gates of Jerusalem. So... He went and fought. Um, in Nehemiah 4.14b, it says, Do not be afraid of them. This is Nehemiah telling his men. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the great and awe-inspiring Lord and fight for your countrymen, your sons and daughters, your wives and homes. He's encouraging them. He might be discouraged that the gang of misfits are coming after him and trying to get in. But he's like, you know what? I know God is on my side because he's called me to this. He's given me the things I need. So that was his encouragement to the men. That's right. That's right. Yes, go. Yes. So, I mean, if you are not encouraged by that, I mean, like, I'm ready to go. Let's go. But so, okay, 
I know that was like 2,000 plus years ago, whenever, you know, Nehemiah. So how do we, how does that relate to us today? How well, do I play it, right. How do we, yeah, how do we combat, combat discouragement in our own lives like Nehemiah? Well, first, number one is you learn how to be grateful in every situation. Yes. Okay. And you're like, oh, yeah, sure. How do I learn to be grateful? <laughs> you learn to be grateful by encouraging yourself. Yes. Listen, nobody's going to be your best cheerleader than yourself. Right. And if you're expecting that if I have someone to come along and be your cheerleader for you, mm-hmm. then you are in a dangerous position because that's when you're relying on someone else to bring encouragement to your life and they're going to fail you mm-hmm. because that's not someone else's job. That's you. Jesus, the Holy Ghost, that's whose job it is. And so you need to learn how to encourage yourself, whatever that looks like. You know, uh, sometimes I I know you come to my house. I'm like, I'm probably keeping the post-it company in business. (laughs) Okay. Sorry, I just snorted. Because I'm like yes, always, would, I'm forever writing something on a post-it to yep. encourage myself. Because like, I want to need that. I know right there, you know, mm-hmm. the Psalms, whatever, you know, I'm going to need that later. So I am forever encouraging myself on post-its because you know what? I, if I waited for someone else to encourage me, I would never leave yes. the couch. Yeah. Yeah. So you better learn to be your own great, your own encourager. Yeah. And I, I think a way that we can do that is to write down what we're grateful for. Oh, mm-hmm. write down, be grateful. I mean, yeah, you might have a disappointment that something might've just happened, but what were all the great things that God did for you leading up to this point? And I think remembering that also helps us keep our mind focused on, okay, God is called me, calling me to rebuild this wall. Okay. I can do it. He's given it to me. Yes, people are trying to attack, but I got this. That's so right. be grateful and write it down. That's right. Um, then the second thing is you need to do is you need to remember the things that God brought you through. Yes. Okay. So like, and you know, David did that when he was going against Goliath. He, you know, reminded how he overcame the bear, the lion mm. and whatnot. But you need to remind yourself what you've already achieved, yes. how God has brought you through things. And he will continue because he is the deliverer and he will continue to bring you through. Yes. So you need to, if you have to write it down to remind yourself, if you have to go back and look at, you know, pictures from family photos, whatever that entails, you need to remind yourself of what he has brought you through. Yes. Because that's one of his names is mm-hmm. deliverer. Yes. And so it's like, I need to remember what God has brought me through. And if he's brought me through those things, he'll bring me through this too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, you've talked about those negative Nellies. Yeah. And the crawdads. And, and the right. crawdads. I mean, avoid them at all costs, man. Don't let them bring you down. Just be aware. And, and you know, just, they may not know that that's what they are. Yeah. But handle them with care. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to be rude, but, you know, set your boundaries because it's Mm. good to have boundaries, set your Mm -hmm. boundaries, Mm -hmm. and then just, yeah, keep focused. And just make sure you, you know, don't, don't take in what they're giving out. Yes. That's a good point. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, um, next one is if you're fighting a battle of discouragement, do you have a battle plan? Mm. Um, you know, you maybe need to seek out trusted 
mature Christians like your pastor, elders, whoever, Mm -hmm. your mentor, whoever it is, and seek them out as to, okay, what do I need to achieve so that we, I reach this goal? What do I need to be doing to reach this goal? Because you, everybody needs a plan. (laughs) If you don't have a plan, then you plan to fail. So you need a plan and you need to stick to the plan. Mm -hmm. And so that you achieve what you want to achieve. And um, that's not foolish talk. That is real, man. That is. Yeah. And if you don't know what your purpose is, you don't know what your plan is, um, reach out to us um, in case you, this is your very first podcast you've ever listened to of us. Hi. But mm-hmm. also know that I have my own ministry um, designated, like I specifically for this, to find your plan, to find your purpose in life, um, to help you. You know, like Nehemiah knew his plan, his purpose, and that's kind of what helped him fight on. And he had a magnificent plan. Yes. As Jessica was saying, before he he even went to the king and said, Mm -hmm. can you give me permission? He had it all written out, a plan. Yeah. So, no, you've got to have that. There's no no cutting corners around that. You've got to have it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Scripture 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 hello the the like the bible is our life source so that that also helps to encourage me because i help it see okay david went through to secure you know discouragement as well okay then i can do this if he got through if he got through hiding in a cave from saul i can get through whatever i'm trying you know in the midst of there is no getting away from the fact that the Bible is your source of all nourishment. Mm-hmm. It's your source of strength. It's, it's you, you got to have it. You got to know what's in it. Yeah. You got to, you know, carry it around with you inside and out. <laughs> and by that, I mean, you got to know it. You got to have it memorized in you. And then you also have to have it with you when you, so that you can go to it. And th- you know, who loves a Bible app? I mean, come on. I mean, it's lovely. It's so um, and so there's just no getting around it. Scripture, scripture, scripture. If you don't, you got to use the word. That's your strength. Yes. That's your sword. That's your substance. It's your, isn't it good? That's good. That's good. Yeah. I just said it's your sword. Source. It is your sword. sword. And, and, it is, and it is your food. Yeah. You know, it, they said, taste it. He told um, Ezekiel, was it Ezekiel to taste it and see that it's good? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Get it in, yeah. Right. Go, go ahead. No, you go for it. And this is, take a moment to self-reflect and ask yourself, um, if you are just if, battling with discouragement, have you gotten a little lazy? Mm. You know, um, are, you know, uh, you know, sometimes when we like you go on a diet, you get a, you know, you start to cut corners or you, you know, it's like, it won't hurt if, you know, if today I just, I like that when they say you have a cheat day, yeah. but then for me, it's like <laughs> every day starts to be a cheat day. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, are you, are you getting maybe a little lazy in your relationship? You know, I, have you skipped some church services and yes, church services are important because the Bible tells us to gather amongst yes. fellow believers and rejoice in the Lord. So, you know, have you been kind of sleeping in Sunday morning and skipping churches, church services, or have you gotten lazy about personal prayer time 
or, um, you know, what is happening that maybe you need to, you've kind of let things go, you know, if you're a gardener, you know what I'm talking about because man, you have to be out there every day tending that thing, making sure stuff isn't growing where it's not supposed to be growing and making sure things grow the best way it can. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, are you tending yourself and making sure that you haven't gotten lazy or, or I don't know how to, nicer word to say it there's nicer words but let's just call it what it is laziness yeah i'm sorry because let me tell you lazy's favorite friend is discouragement yep yep that's true um okay so my our pastor likes to say this a lot and he says what does all mean in the greek and hebrew all all means all okay so along those lines surrender everything what does everything mean everything (laughs) and i mean everything to the lord um leave nothing back surrender it all it might be hard i yes i agree it is difficult but it is so worthwhile so surrendering also helps with that Mm -hmm. yeah okay so what happens after we surrender it do we hold it into our hands hold on to it keep it near no, we let it go. Be like Elsa and let it go. Okay, this is, I hate this saying because it is like nowhere in the Bible. But like the little like Southern Baptist little ladies like to say, let go and let God. Okay, I hate that. But seriously, let it go and just let God handle your situation. I have to Ugh. tell you about Jessica. She, she, I don't know if it was just a couple of months ago, you said something that I thought was so powerful and i think you said it to me off camera uh, while we were and you said that were you when you're dealing with trying to release something to god Mm -hmm. that you say even the sticky things yeah what was that you were oh yeah so um i so i just picture it all in my hands so if i have disappointment or anger or my own will if you want to say i picture it all in my hands then i lift my hands up surrender and and I picture it all falling. But sometimes for me, it sticks because, you know, I want to control things. So I just wipe my hands off yeah. until I, in the spiritual realm, I don't see any more holding on. Sometimes I have to do it a few times, you know, just wipe your hands off. And maybe a couple of days in a row. Yeah. Or every I mean, time. I mean, I'm telling you, Jessica, I thought that was very powerful. I really did. Well, you know, I've had to do that multiple days in a row for months. And because just surrendering my own will to the Lord was difficult for me because I didn't want to do that. Like, well, it's difficult for everybody. But yeah. Yeah. But I was like, I, I got this, God. No, actually, I don't. I really need you, you know. So because if you have preconceived ideas of what you think should be happening, mm. that opens the door to discouragement. And so when you're doing that, it's like, listen, Jesus, I just I just and wipe mm-hmm. off any th- type of preconceived idea of how i think you're going to make this happen yes and i give it to you and i surrender all to you i mean that is so powerful that is just yeah and and you just keep saying it till you believe it Mm -hmm. yeah until you feel it definitely um okay so in last thing in deuteronomy 31 8 it says the lord is the one who will go before you he will be with you he will not leave you or abandon you do not be afraid or discouraged. The Lord is with each of you. And, um, 
you know, he has the best in mind for you. Um, and fear not. I mean, I just be encouraged. Be take take the discouragement and turn it into courage mm-hmm. and be courageous for the Lord. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, we thank you for listening to our podcast today. And we hope you found something in it that um, touched your heart and brought you encouragement. Yes. And, um, and we just want you to remember that you are loved, that you are beautiful inside and out, that you have a purpose yes. on this planet, and you're needed. So, yeah. So we speak blessings over you, and we speak safety, and we are loved.